Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Mosaic Church family, and I pray that you're having a wonderful Memorial Day weekend, that you're experiencing rest. Uh, this is my second weekend to take a break, and uh, i got to tell you, it's been a very exciting uh, just to be, be away, be able to pray and rest and think about things, and uh, that's what I've been doing, and I do appreciate your prayers. I really do. You've been so faithful over the last year and a couple months to to pray for me and many of you even longer than that but since we've become mosaic church it's been such a joy to uh, reconnect with this city and reconnect with you and to be your pastor and i so appreciate it and i appreciate the guy i'm about to introduce to you who has been a friend for a long long time and uh, he's been a great advocate prayer warrior for me friend to me friend of this church and with great confidence and comfort i can introduce this guy to you he's no stranger He's a part of this house. For many of you, he's, to, he's your pastor as well. And he's my dear friend, and he is a pastor of mine as well. Would you please welcome to the stage our friend, our pastor, Jesse Buffer. Whoa, good morning. How are we doing today? Are we loving God today? Thank you, Pastor Mark, for that incredible introduction there. And we are friends, friends for life. We want to welcome those that are watching around the world and Delaware and Arizona. I have family all over the place. If you have 10 sisters and four brothers, you got a lot of relatives. Amen. And so I, I thank God for this opportunity today to come and speak to God's people today. How many of us out there are going through at least one thing? Just raise one hand if you're going through something. If you're going through a couple of two or three things, just wave at heaven with both hands. So this is uh, the right crowd today that we're going through some things today, and I came to encourage you because many times, uh, if we're not encouraged through the Word of God, we will feel like God is much like Pastor Mark on vacation somewhere. <laughs> but I came to tell you that God never sleeps nor slumbers. He's still on the throne. Amen? Amen. And so I want to encourage you today, and I remember last Sunday sitting and taking notes, and last Sunday Larry Jones spoke to us about trust in the dark and staggering faith and waiting on God and making sense out of suffering. Were you here last Sunday when he spoke? I thought he did an incredible job, and I was sitting there taking notes, and I, I thought this is really good. I'll dovetail in on, on this Sunday and continue to let you know that God is still on the throne. He talked about Joseph and how he was hated and dumped in a pit and sold off into slavery, and he was lied on and put in a prison forgotten by those that he had helped, but as I sit there, I realize that Joseph's suffering seemed to be the ticket to his glory. And so for those of you that have a great big King James Bible and you speak in tongues and all that wonderful stuff and pay tithes and offerings, that's good for you. But suffering is the pathway to glory. Can somebody say Amen. And so I came to help you today, and with your suffering and whatever you may be going through, 
Because what do you do when you face one problem after the other? Uh, some of y'all admitted you got more than one problem because you were waving at heaven with both hands. So that means that you're going through some things. And so what do you do when it seems as all hell has broken loose in your life? Anybody ever been there? When you got all kinds of things going on in your life. And so the most we can do as human beings is put a comma at the end of that problem. And a comma simply separates a sentence because there's something else coming. Can I get an amen? amen? So as people, human beings in life, all you can do at the end of a problem is put a comma at the end of it because there's something coming right after that. And so my assignment today is, if it ain't one thing, amen? And so if it's not one thing, it's another. And so we would like to put a period at the end of our problems, but only God can put a period at the end of your problems. And you may not like it when he put that period there because... Uh, the only result after a period is death. Are y'all still here? That means that it's all over. There's no more suffering. And a period means that it is a completion of a series or an event. I've come to a conclusion that it's all over. If you wake up in the morning, you're probably going to have some problems. And so we need to understand that only God can write a period at the end of our problems. And you may not like it because it's called death. I remember us praying for my brother as he had cancer. And we wanted God to put a period at the end of that cancer and heal our brother, but at the end of the day, it was death. And so my brother is not suffering anymore. And so if it ain't one thing, it's another. And we say things like this, it's always, amen. And we say things like this, I wonder what's. And then if you're not careful, if you're not reading your Bible, you'll say things like this, that's just the way. Well, I came to tell you today that I'm not going to buy into that other one, but I will say that it's always something. If it ain't one thing, it's another. And my mother had a car, 53 Plymouth, that I tell you all about that she named Shanita. She need a starter. She need a tranny. She need a battery. She need an alternator. Somebody say, it's always. <laughs> and with all that going on with mama's car, I say, you need a trader. <laughs> and so what I've discovered that I don't have to go along with, that's just the way it is as we go to Job chapter 1. Because some tell me that for his anger only lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. And it says that my weeping may endure through the night, but joy comes in the morning. And so I came to tell somebody in this house that at 1201 in our culture, it's a new day. It might be so dark outside that you can't even see your hand, but it's a new day. And so what I went through yesterday, I don't have to get up and say that's just the way it is. And so as we take a look into the life of Job in chapter 1, starting at verse 13, we normally say these things when things go from bad to worse. That's just the way it is. But Job, one day when Job's sons and daughters were fasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby. And the Sabines attacked and made off with them. And they put the servants to the sword and I am the only one 
that has escaped to tell you. How many of us know that that's enough bad news to put you in depression right there? But it says, while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up your sheep and the servants, and I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. Sounds like if it ain't one thing, it's another. And so you're going to have to learn what to do with your one thing and the other as a Christian. As a child of the Most High God, they're going to keep coming. Sometimes it's furious in the way they come. And verse 17 says, while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. And they put the servants to the sword, and I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, how many of us know that this is just way too much? And the Bible said that this was one of the most godliest men on planet Earth, but yet he's going through some things. And so you are not exempt from the trials of life in this place called the world. You are not exempt from problems. I don't care how much you speak in tongues and how much money you put in the offering plate, that you are not exempt from trials and tribulations. And we would love to put a period at the end of our problems. Don't you know the first time they came to him, he would have loved to have put a period there and say, that's all I'm going to go through. And now we go to verse 18. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, He's getting really close and personal now. Your sons and your daughters were feasting and drinking wine at your older brother's house. And when suddenly a mighty wind swept down from, from the desert and struck the four corners of the house, it collapsed on them and they are dead, and I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Now it's getting really deep now because that's up close and personal. It's our children. Anybody got some things going on with your children today? How many of us are going through some things with your children and just when you think you got one thing straightened out, something else pops up? And I'm telling you right now, we as children of the Most High God, we're going to have to hunker down in Jesus Christ because we're living in some times right now when everything is changing. The way we preach the gospel is changing. We're going to have to learn how to meet everyone's need. And as I was in a prison last Thursday night, uh, 198 uh, people were in there, women sitting in there that have gone from one thing to another and to another. And at the end, when we gave the altar call, they stood in piles, packed up at the altar with tears running down their face saying, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And it's a tough place to go because there's a man sitting here right now that spent 20-something years in prison. Miss parole how many times, Aaron? Seven times he missed parole, and I would have to go back to the back end of the prison to find him, and he would sit there wondering, where is God? When am I going to get out of this situation? If it ain't one thing, it's another. But how many of us know that God has our life in his hands? And just a few weeks ago, they called me out of Houston and said, I want you to apply for a job over prison fellowship, and I said, I'm not the one. But I do know a gentleman that can tell you all the ins and the outs of prison. And I want to give God a lot of honor and credit for what he's done in his life. He's made him now the director in this region over prison fellowship. Amen. 
And so he's sitting in that prison day in and day out saying, if it ain't one thing, it's another. But at some point, you're going to have to hunker down in God and say, what I see ain't what it is. It's a new day coming my way. I got a new attitude. I won't be in this situation the rest of my life. That ain't just the way it is. I serve a mighty God. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending of my life, and he gets the last say-so in my life, not the state of Oklahoma, not your mama, Obama, Osama. Come on, somebody. God gets the last say-so if you understand. Don't be walking around with no big King James Bible and just quoting Scripture. You got to live it. We can all quote it, but under stress, you got to live it. Verse 19 says, when he suddenly, a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house, and it collapsed. And verse 20 says, at this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head, and then he fell to the ground in what? Say it again, in what? He did not fall to the ground complaining and shaking his fist in God's face. He got down on his knees and worshiped. That's a hard thing to do during hard times is to worship God when you're going through some things. And so, and he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I'll depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be what? May the name of the Lord be praised in the middle of your stuff. May the name of the Lord be praised. And, he, and in all of this, somebody say every bit of it. Job did not sin in verse 22 by charging God with wrongdoing. Time and time again, I'm sure Aaron felt pretty bad when he was sitting still in that prison and wondering what's going on. But at some point, you're going to have to hold on to your God. If it ain't one thing, it's another. It's always something used when things, bad things are happening to you. But I ask the question today, is there anybody in this room who still believes that our God is the God of the one thing and he's the God of the other thing? Is there anybody that believes that today? I believe that he's the, he's the God over everything that's going on in your life. Jeremiah 32 and 27 said it this way. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Is anything too hard for our God? Oh, we're going to go through some things. You might not like it, but you're going to go through some things. As you get up and read your word and ask God to do this, that, and the other, you're still going to go through some things. In 2 Corinthians 1 and 3, it said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah. He is our merciful Father and the God of how much comfort? He's the God of all comfort. If you're going to have any comfort at all, you're going to get it from God. You're certainly not going to get it from Dr. Phil and Oprah and Ellen DeGeneres. I ain't mad at these people. God bless them. But at the end of the day, your comfort is going to come from the Lord. He said, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, come unto me, and I will give you rest. In other words, he's saying to you, I'm calling you out of chaos. He said, come to me, bring me your chaos. And I'll take care of your problems. And then we go a little bit further in 1 Corinthians 14 and 32. It says, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. And as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. And so the worst thing that can happen to a man, going back to Job, is when you've lost everything else in the world, your children, your house, your sheep, and everything else that you have, and your wife is there 
it seems to me that she ought to be that last entity that's going to take you to a new level. I mean, I don't know if you married, if one down, the other one ought to be taking, the, taking you up. If the husband's down, the wife ought to take you up. If the wife's down, the husband ought to be taking you up. Can I get an amen? But instead of this, now Job is faced with his wife coming to him and said, Listen, dude, why are you hanging on to your integrity of God? Why don't you just commit suicide and die? Why don't you forget about this God? I'm going to know that you got to be careful who's speaking into your life when you're going through some things. Especially if your marriage is in trouble, you don't want to speak to the wrong person. Especially if you're having problems with your children, you don't want to speak to the wrong person. Where you are today, somebody spoke you to that place. I can't get no amen right there, but that's the truth. If you're in a good place, somebody spoke you to that good place. Who's speaking into your life right now when you're going through some things? The blind can't lead the blind. Another devil can't cast out a devil. So who are you going to before you're casting out? I'm trying to help somebody right there. The wife should have lifted him up and said, you know what, honey? I believe that what we see ain't what it is. I believe that if we'll just keep going on. But she told him, why don't you curse God and die and forget about all of this? And Job is probably thinking, what else can happen now? And his wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity in Job 2 and 9? And so she said, in your suffering, take your life. And Job was telling her, listen, we can't just take the good things of God and not the bad things too. We, there has to be balance in your life. Am I right about it? There has to be some balance. That's going to be some good things and there's going to be some bad things. And I want to tell you something yesterday, and I said, I don't care if my daughter's watching or not. Yesterday, I really enjoyed my son-in-law. <laughs> I really did. I mean, he came over and hung out with his five kids. We laughed, we talked, and had a great time. Now, I don't know about you, but at 12.01, <laughs> it's a new day. I'm enjoying yesterday. I enjoy, I'm going to savor those moments. It was good yesterday for my son-in-law. I had a good time with my son-in-law. Now, at 12.01, it's a new day, but we'll see what God wants to do. Amen. And so the Bible tells us in Micah chapter 7 and 6, a man's enemies are the members of his own household. A man's enemies can be the members of his own household, for a son dishonors his father, a daughter raises up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law, and so forth and so on. But now, here's Job now, and now the last thing he had to hold on other until God says, hey, listen, I know you're going through some things, but why don't you curse your God and die? He said, no. I think I will go move a little further on in life and wait until my appointed time. How many of us know that there are more than one chapter in your life? What Job was saying to his wife, she said, listen, I'm not going to give up right now. I don't know about you. I'm in chapter 1 right now. But there are 41 more chapters in my life. In Job chapter 42, he gets his stuff back. Boy, I could just fast forward and go home right there. But I think I better hammer on this a little bit more before we get to that point right there. You see, if you'll stay the course, at some point they'll call you out of Houston and say, I gave you a job. How about taking a job? Somebody got to stay the course. At some point in your life, the thing's going to subside. It's going to come up. It's going to lift off of you. 
And so Job is suffering and going through some things, and they were hitting him with all kinds of bad information and bad news. And I can see Job saying, if it ain't one thing, there's always but one thing Job is saying is that this, it, this ain't just the way it is. It's not going to stay this way. Some of you are going through some things right now, and it is not going to stay that way if you trust in your God, if you stay in the saddle, if you understand what information is. In this book right here, ladies and gentlemen, is some information. And out of the, I know what y'all think when we come in here. These people are going to tell us to go to the Bible, and they're going to talk about a bunch of dead people that are, no, you're right. Everybody in this book is dead except for one. Except for one. And because he lives, you and I can face tomorrow. The rest of them are dead. You're absolutely right. But this is all we have to give you. We give you this because it tells you what other people went through and how they changed their lives or how they went the other way without God. Are y'all still here? And so in this book is some information. And out of this information, church, there ought to be a revelation. Information means something that I have attained out of the Word of God, and a revelation means that something has been revealed to me. Information, say it with me. Information, revelation, and a manifestation. That's what it ought to be. What does that mean? That means that I, the preacher gave me some information that gave me a revelation, and now I'm a manifestation of God's glory, and I'm not going out of this house the same way I came in. Amen? And you're right. Everybody in here is dead except one. They're all gone. But there's one who's made a way for you. And I'm reminded of Matthew. When the disciples came to Jesus, they were like I am kind of today. Was what's happening in the world today. In Matthew 24, they came to Jesus. And Jesus had left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him. And they called his attention to his building. And do you see all these things, he asked? Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And as Jesus was sitting on Mount Olive, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, Jesus, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and at the end of the age? When is all this stuff going to stop? When is it going to cease? And here's what Jesus said. He answered, and he just said, hey, just watch out that you're not deceived. Because it's going to keep coming and coming and coming. And if it ain't one thing, it's going to be another thing. So don't worry about when the end of age is coming. Just don't be deceived. I thought I got a better response than that. I'll go to the next one. In Daniel, when they were trying to explain to the king a dream, in Daniel chapter 4 and 44, it says, In the time, this is Daniel trying to help the king. He says, in the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom and will never be destroyed, nor will it let, be left to another people. It will crush all other kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. That's the kingdom that I want to be a part of. At some point, there is going to come a time when the kingdom is going to endure forever. But right now, I want you to know that there are all kinds of things going on, wars and rumors of wars and discontent and unhappiness and all this and that. But we are much like Job. We are striving for chapter 42. 
We're trying to get to a place of comfort. And then in Revelations, he said it this way. There's a new order of things coming. And he said in Revelations 21 and 4, at some point, at one time in our lives, he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. Somebody ought to get some of that. He says that there will be no more death or no more mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things have passed away. And until that day comes, you're going to get up and say, if it ain't one thing, and that's just the way it is in our lives, that, that if it ain't one thing, it's another. But what do we do? We have a place in Christ where we can find ourselves down on our knees, crying out to God. We live in a time right now where it doesn't even look like God is the God of the nations. But I came to tell you that God was the God of the nation of Israel. And I guarantee you when they got up every day and they were, they were killing the boy babies, they were told to kill their boy babies when they had boy babies, but God overseen that and wouldn't let them, the midwives kill the boy babies. And then he said, throw them in the Nile River. And then with all of this going on, they said, I want them to make that same quota of brick without any straw. And I can just see those people getting up and saying, if it ain't one thing, are you serious today? Do you think that you're just going to waltz through this life and not have any problems? But the Bible said at, for 430 years of all of that, God said, let my people go. After 430 years to the day, he said, let my people go. And that was one of them that they did put in the Nile River around the crocodiles and the alligators and the water moccasins by the name of Moses. But how many of us know that God had, had a plan for Moses? I don't know about you, but Moses was floating down the Nile River. Somebody say, help's on the way. I'm telling you, I don't know where your, 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 your help's coming from, but there, the Israelites, their help was floating down the Nile River. Little Moses in a basket. See, you got to be careful what you throw in the Nile. Come on, somebody. You just threw their help in the Nile River. So God is the God of the nations. I came to tell you today that God is also the God of the lions. Did he not shut up the mouth of the lions when they told Daniel? They say, you stop eating healthy food, and I want you to stop praying to your God. And Daniel could have went up to his room and said, if it ain't one thing, it's another. But he flung those windows over to the city and began to do what he knew to do best. And that was to cry out to his God. And they said, Daniel, if you keep this up, we're going to throw you in the lion's den. I can see Daniel saying, it's always something. But when they threw him in the lion's den, the Bible said that the Lord shut up the mouth of the lion. He is the God of the lion. He is the God of the nation. And he is the God of the fire. Just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He is the God of the fire. He's still God, and it doesn't matter what you're going through. He is the God of the one thing, and he's the God of the other. He is God forever and ever and ever. He is our God. And so as Christians, we don't have to go around saying, well, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Guess what? It's always going to be that way. It's going to be one thing or the other. You're going to go through some things. But I came to tell you that in our nation today, as bad as things look and as crazy as things are. And every time you look on television today, you can say this with our president, my God, if it ain't one thing. But guess what? God is the God of Trump. He was the God of Pharaoh, and he'd be the God of Donald Trump. I said if he was the God of Pharaoh, he'd be the God of Donald Trump. 
And so, yeah, you're going to hear that every day with this man. If it ain't one thing, it's another. And I'm sick and tired of hearing about that, the Democrats, the Republicans, the, all the mess that's going on down in Washington, D.C. But it's a time right now that we better put our eyes back on God. And so now I end this with Job as he, the Lord blessed his latter part of his life. Suffering was the pathway to glory. The Bible said that God gave him back his stuff, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. And as he had also had seven sons and daughters, it says, Nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters, and their fathers granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. You see, Job endured the pain. Job stayed the course. Job could have quit and said, that's just the way it is. I came to tell you the way that's just not the way it is because our God is bigger than what you're going through right now, bigger than what you're going through in your life, your children, your finances, whatever you're going. You might have a car like my mother's car. But God bless mama with a real nice little Toyota Camry Corolla that never breaks. And it's sitting in her yard right now. She's been had it since 2000 and won't let nobody touch it. And she can't even drive it. <laughs> Amen. Somebody say, won't he do it? Well, stand up with me for just a moment. And I'll get you sitting back down as Pastor Mark's going to come. I want to pray over you. And I want to tell you, if you're going through some things and you don't understand it, somebody's going to be in that corner right there. As our time is winding down, i got a couple of minutes. I'm going to drop this off at 1025. It's 1023. If you're going through some things and you don't understand it, there's going to be somebody that will pray with you in the corner. Now I want you to bow your heads. I want to pray over you. Father, right now, by the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost, we may be going through some things, but it ain't over until it's over. We'll be out of our minds just to come and serve a God and think that all he does is just stretch out his hands to us to give us what we want all the time. Whatever you're going through right now, suffering is the pathway to glory. And so I pray over you right now, and I ask God that whatever you're going through right now, that you'll stop quoting these silly little things. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Guess what? You're right. It's always something. Guess what? You're right. That's just the way it is. Guess what? You're wrong. It won't stay that way. It doesn't have to be that way. And so if you need prayer today so that God can touch you, and maybe you walked away from God in this early service. Maybe you walked in here and you say, I need Jesus, man. Well, we're going to open up those corners, and somebody will meet you over there and pray with you. And so, Pastor Mark, as you come today, we'll release it back to do you. Do you love God today? Yeah. Hallelujah.